This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Yes, welcome to another sunny Saturday in Gothenburg. My name is Fatima and this is the show about nothing. I am here in the studio today with Belen. Hiya. Hello, Belen. All's well? Oh, well. Very open question. Like everything is all good, right? Everything is awesome. Everything is good when you're part of the team. Yay. Uh, today we also have a guest in uh, in the program. Her name is Dominika. She's a, a friend of mine, but also like a teammate. Uh, and we've known each other for almost two years now, right? Over two years. Yeah. Uh, over two years? Oh, yeah, because we're not counting pandemic years, right? <laughs> it's always... It's, it, everybody's confused about time these days, <laughs> right? Um, today we are going to be chatting a little bit about uh, the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, I uh, think... Like the hub of Europe and, like yeah. I, I don't know. It's a very important sea. You think it's not that big, but it's quite important. Many things happened around it. And, uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a sea full of history and mystery. Exactly. Wow. And uh, I figured out that we all have ties to it in mm-hmm. the in this show, because I am Spanish. I've said it a, f- f- a million times now. Did you know the Belen Spanish? By the way, I'm Spanish. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's from Morocco, Fatima. That is true. Uh, Max is half Italian. And uh, Marie also lived in Spain for a bit. She lived in Catalonia, teaching mm-hmm. German to people. So that's yeah. great. Dominica, do you have any ties yeah. to the Mediterranean? Really <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we adopt yeah. you. It's I visited. Fine. You no. visited? Yes. Have you been a nice visitor? Yeah. Okay. No, not really in your part of Mediterranean. <laughs> oh. I have to. Dun, dun, I have dun. to just come in here and excuse myself. I had a little bit of a technical issue, so you didn't hear Dominica properly in the beginning, but you do now, and I'm very sorry. It's <laughs> been resolved. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's kick it all off with a song that it's extremely famous in Spain. It's called Mediterraneo. Mm. by Juan Manuel Serrat. I think it was released in the 70s. This is the typical song that everybody knows in Spain. Yeah, even outside of Spain, I think a lot of people know. You'll recognize this. Enjoy this song. Welcome back to K103's best show ever which is the show about nothing. So the best show of K103 is about nothing. Woo-hoo. Great radio, hey? Can I tell um, you something? Sorry. Just please. Uh, I, I'm watching, um, the, the series I'm watching now is Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wow, you're up to date. <laughs> yeah, 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 very. No, but I'm watching it. Anyway, it's a nice series. Anyway, and um, also you can like comment on jokes and stuff that are like, out of time that mm. don't work anymore and you're like oh cringe like mm. yeah anyway um and the whole like in the series they try they try to pitch a a, a movie a series idea which is a show about nothing mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> uh, which is basically what seinfeld is mm-hmm. like it's just like 
It's a so show about meta. nothing. Yeah, it's yeah, so meta. Yeah. Oh it my god, it was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I recommend it though. I really like it. Yeah, I don't know. I have. Oh, I'm tired of those kinds of shows of like a quirky comedian guy is just talking all the time about himself and his neurotic yeah. situations, and I'm like, eh, I've seen so many of those. I can I need new stuff? Yeah. If it, if it's gonna be a neurotic person, let it be a woman at least. You know. Yeah, that's true. New. That exists as well. You can. Fi- but I realized Kramer is actually not as stupid as I thought he was. He's just like really weird, but he's quite intelligent. Mm. Like he's good smart. for Kramer. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. The odd well. one out. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> We're talking about the Mediterranean Sea today. Go ahead. Yes. yes. And we just listened to a song called Mediterraneo by Joan Manuel Serrat, in which he sings. ¿Qué le voy a hacer si yo nací en el Mediterráneo? Which means, what can I do if I was born by the Mediterranean? Mm-hmm. As if it was an excuse. But do you know what else was born in the Mediterranean? The Western civilization pretty much yeah. as a whole. Yeah, We can go from Mesopotamia to the east and then we can go to the Egyptians. Then we obviously have to mention Rome and Greece also. Actually, the Romans called the Mediterranean Mare Nostrum in Latin. It's not that I speak Latin, it's that my mother tongue comes from Latin. So it's an advantage, makes me sound fancy. Mare Nostrum, just keep it in your brains. Uh, Which means our sea, Mm. because they had territories all around the Mediterranean. Uh, Other less known um, civilizations that were born in the... In the Mediterranean were the Phoenicians. and also uh, Cartago. Do you know? Do you remember this dude that had elephants and went all the way to Rome to like yeah. fight the Romans? Terrific idea. Yeah. Terrific idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. going with we elephant over Alps. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this uh, is the guy. This is the guy. He was like, "Oh, uh, humongous mountain. That's okay. I will fix this." So that the those were the Cartago people. I feel like I've seen a map that says Cartago, but maybe yeah. that's something else. I I just don't know the name in English. Why didn't I look for this? I actually tell me tell prepped. me more about this person. Like this the, person. These these people. Uh, his name was Hannibal, like the the no. OG Hannibal, not Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Yeah, just uh, it's uh, from and yeah, he uh, him and his dad were like very huge conquerors, so they just went all the way up to Rome with their. Elephants. Huge elephants, and they crossed the Pyrenees, like Dominica said. And there's, they are actually like very long books. I think my brother read them because my brother's a history nerd, and uh, like very, very long uh, books that tell their story of the of these kind of people. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading about him now, and I'm just like shocked. <laughs> I didn't know about Hannibal, but um, see, yeah, wow, he's apparently like the main. Uh, Lord ever, like the OG Hannibal. The OG, yeah, who Lecter is, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we should also mention the Caliphate, all the Arab kingdoms, yeah. and particularly in Spain, they were insanely important. We normally go over them, and uh, I remember in history we didn't really talk about the Arabic uh, part of Spain. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> Might it be racism, and. Uh, it was actually a really long time that the Arabs were in Spain and they went really far up north. Yeah. And they stayed f- the longest in uh, Andalusia, which is Al-Andalus is the main name, which is an Arab name. 
And actually, my region, where I'm from, I'm from a place called Guadalajara, which sounds quite Arabic, if you think about it. Guadalajara uh, well, yeah. in Arabic means, means shit. Yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, it was called River of Shit, oh, because wow. the river didn't carry any water. It was oh. all, it's either shit or stones. Oh. That's, That's what Guadalajara name. means. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my hometown is called Azuqueca, <laughs> which is also like an Arab name. So it was Serat, Serat sings, I, I'm, what can I do if I'm born in the Mediterranean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what can I do if I'm born in the river of shit? <laughs> what can I do if I'm born in the river of shit? What did you expect of me? <laughs> I would start with finding a better name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I like it, Guadalajara. Like it's well, nice. It sounds good. Yeah. It has a good ring to it. Yeah. If one doesn't know Arabic, which is the case for many people, People. I have thought about it when you've said the name, but I didn't want to go like, oh, you know, oh, that means yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know that we in Spain, we say chin chin when mm-hmm. we uh, score. Uh, yeah. And the chin chin in Japanese means penis. Oh. So like if you go to Japan uh, with a group of Spanish people and you go chin chin, everyone's going to be shocked at you. So but don't is it do penis that. penis or is it just penis? No, chin chin be- penis. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. you can also go just go chin, right? Or is that just in France that you, you could do a chin? No, I mean, we're not a sh- chick, chic. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, sorry. Excuse me. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah, another important thing I feel about Mediterranean culture, which is huge, where uh, uh, at least in Spain, is food. Like, oh I my feel, God. I feel like in Southern Europe, Ooh. we just structure the whole day around food. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Thank you for your support. Is it the same in Poland? Um, <coughs> sorry, uh, I don't. I wouldn't say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wish it would be. <laughs> but I actually read an article about this uh, in. Um, I don't remember the paper or anything, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, and it was uh, about how in France, when you have like a business meeting or something, it will always be like a lunch meeting or a dinner meeting. Like you would meet in circumstances where you have consumed food. Whilst here, if you have a meeting, maybe there's a cinnamon bun on the table, but nobody dares to take it because there's (laughs) only one left on the plate or something, you know? But like you actually... But at least you have a food. You have this fika culture. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. So that's I. That's my favorite thing about Sweden. <laughs> but it's more cozy. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I could do it with like you. You guys, we can go and plan like the radio session over a fika or something. But I wouldn't. Like I work at the postal office, and if I'm meeting with my boss, I'm not going to be like, "Hey, you want to grab a fika and we'll talk about my work contract." I, I wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't do that. Do you want to? They'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> this is like sexual harassment or flirting." <laughs> something, yeah. Unless, unless the fika has alcohol, but that wouldn't be a fika anymore. That's true. Do you guys know about a concept in in Spanish? I don't think it has a translation. It's called sobremesa. Uh, no, I've no, heard this. No, no, I don't know. No, about it. it it literally means over the table. Yeah. And it's when you meet for lunch in Spain. It can very easily turn into dinner and drinks afterwards. So you have lunch and then you stay at the table when everything's cleared. You normally you can have a coffee or not, some dessert, something to like do with your hands. But you just sit there and you keep talking and talking and talking and like coffees turn into drinks and it can get really out of hand. So whenever you are invited for a lunch in Spain, 
don't make plans for the afternoon or evening because you you never know where it's going to end. And you. that whole thing is a sobremesa. That is that is a sobremesa, but it can turn into merienda, which is the yeah. afternoon snack. And then the merienda can turn into dinner, <laughs> and then the dinner can turn into let's go out. But do you when do you start lunch then? Because lunch would be two yeah. thirty p.m. Okay, yeah, because I mean around the Mediterranean, at least in Morocco and in in um, in Spain as well, you have dinner quite late compared mm-hmm. to in the north. Like, do you know why that countries. is in Spain? No, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know about this dude, Franco, that was a dictator? Yeah. yeah. So, he really wanted us to have the same time uh, zone as Germany. Mm-hmm. So, we are one hour, like, we have the same time as they have here in Sweden, even though there's, like, uh, 3,500 kilometers in between the countries. And it's, uh, yeah, so we're actually, like, an hour behind uh, in terms of sunlight or maybe an hour ahead. I don't know. Well, I'm not very good at math, sorry. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the reasons why we're delayed. And another reason is that after the war, uh, many, because women were not working, they were at home taking care of the kids because that's how the world worked and yeah. still works sometimes. And the the man of the family had two jobs, one in the morning, then lunch at 2 p.m. after work. So say 8 to 2 mm. The man was working somewhere, then lunch, and then after lunch, working again. And you would wait for the man of the house before you, before had, you dinner. had dinner. Mm. So that's why it became such a late oh, thing. Because I of really thought it was just the ho- about, you know, sleeping out, the sleeping when the, you have the hottest hours of the day. That, and I mean, if it if so happened that the man working, it was working in the fields, mm. then it's also linked. But that would have meant that they woke up with the sun. Mm. So they had been like harvesting since six until 12. Yeah. And then you have to stop because otherwise you... But I think because you also have like the, you also have the, in, like... It happens in other countries that didn't have Franco as a leader as well. Yeah, but I think like we are the latest, so yeah. it's like <laughs> those Spaniards. <laughs> we are always late, <laughs> are we not? <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, we are also a bit late on this show, so let's do a little song. It was about to happen a minute or two ago. So. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Mediterranean Sea, our relationship with it, and now it's the turn for us to talk about. How does it feel to have grown in in a Mediterranean country? I mean, this is kind of a question I'm directing to myself because I am that <laughs> <I'm> heard. <laughs> I mean, I just sometimes I feel like I'm cheating when I say I grew up in the Mediterranean because I'm from the very middle of Spain. Those, yeah, okay. You know how, um, like in Catholic. Um, his tradition, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, you're not meant to to eat meat before Easter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's that's a thing. On Fridays, you don't eat meat before Easter. Uh, it's like forty days before Easter, you're not meant to eat meat. So the village that's right next to mine, that you can w- you, you can walk from mine to that village. It's called Meko. It's a very easy word actually, mm-hmm. and uh, that's. Village had a special permission from the Pope to eat meat if they wanted because they were the farthest away from the sea <laughs> in the whole of Spain. Seriously? <laughs> Just That's this one village? This is one village, yeah. Okay. Because the but idea is that they can eat fish instead. Yeah, or yeah exactly. Is that a, like a territorial law or do you need to 
be from the city? Like, can you walk to the city and eat meat? Would it be allowed? I think like, so. I like that loophole. <laughs> People probably <laughs> did that. <laughs> well, you really need to want meat then. Yeah. Just to. I'm sure this is like also a place that's in the middle of nowhere. Nothing fun happens there except meat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact. Do you know that capybaras are not considered meat according to this tradition? Capybaras? Capybara. Capybaras. Like the biggest it's a rodent. rodent. Oh, the world. Oh, looks really cute and has a very big nose. I love capybaras. Yeah, and they're size of a dog. They're like oh. hamster size like of dogs. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> sounds and scary. And apparently, <laughs> yeah. when they tried to um, transform ad- like some Indians or who, some native people into Christianity, mm. they said like, yeah, okay, you can eat capybaras because they're not meat. So. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you can on Fridays you can eat fish and capybara. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. a great All right. thing. But um, yeah, so I don't think I have a, a lot of connection to the sea myself. Well, I mean, I actually lived in. Um, uh, I mean, I've lived in Spain, uh, in France, um, uh, on and off, and I have. Well, I didn't go to Morocco that much, but my I I and we didn't live in on the coast in Morocco either. Mm-hmm. Um, Or like my family that doesn't live on the coast, uh, but I, in Marseille, it's it's the coast, mm. um, obviously. And I I spent some time in Barcelona as well. I lived there as well. And then you would just like, but I don't know I don't know what else what I can say about it other than the food is great and you can just like go from work down to the beach. Yeah, basically. and probably tourists are yeah, just swarming. Uh, yeah, just, everywhere. just a PSA, don't go to La Barceloneta. La yeah, Barceloneta yeah. might be the dirtiest, most disgusting beach in the whole of Spain. Yeah. Take the train, go a little bit up north and you have gorgeous, lovely... Go to Sitges. Go to Sitges, go to Figueras, go, go north, go to La Costa Brava. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean... I would I would still sometimes I went to La Barceloneta because you know it's just close by and you can <laughs> like I would I would get a salad for like three euros and I would fill, it was salad? like no but it I'm vegetables around the Mediterranean is so much better than yeah. vegetables that true. you find here right true true so you would just get I miss you tomatoes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <Whatever> my <laughs> heart tomatoes <laughs> in my heart yeah. God I mean the best tomatoes I ever had was uh, when I was in um, I va- va- had a vacation on Sicily oh. and the best tomatoes I ever had was there they were like those in Spanish th- no in French they're called cœur de bœuf like these really huge ones mm, that beef are tomate that are yeah. riffled yeah. Yeah. yeah possibly yeah. yeah but beef to- yeah that's true because yeah. they're like this big and they're like they're not flat and they're no, like no, no. going out and yeah. like a bit green and reddish and yeah. we had that Ooh. with like real Italian mozzarella and I was Ooh. just like and basilica as well yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm jubilee in here yeah <laughs> God bless, God bless you, Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think my my relation to the Mediterranean is more of an ideological one. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel there's like a strong divide. Like once you go past the Pyrenees and the Alps, yeah, it's like many things change on a cultural yeah, level. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I always say that uh, we're always Europeans everywhere in the world, but in Europe. It's yeah. like we're con- we're a different kind, like the weirdos that scream a lot from the yeah. south, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think this is this is something that has sort of happened to to a bunch of us, and uh, particularly after the crisis in two thousand and eight, this fin- the financial crisis, the financial crisis. Yeah, it really hit the um, 
poorer countries, which happened to be by the Mediterranean yeah. in Europe. And then because we were in the European Union, the richer northern countries had to like chip in. Mm-hmm. And it really feels like they still haven't forgiven us for having less money than them. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it still feels like I have had, this has only happened to me with Dutch people. So I don't know what's wrong with you guys, <laughs> but sometimes you're very impolite. Also tall, so they look down on you. They look down on me. And I'm not short, okay? Let's, okay, but that's another, that's another, <laughs> another day. Uh, but like, they are, there, there was one time when I was talking to a guy in one of these first Erasmus meetings, we were just getting to know each other. So we, you would talk to everyone everywhere because you really wanted yeah, to make yeah, friends. Yeah. Erasmus must make friends. And then we were having a nice, normal conversation and then all of a sudden it was me and my friend Then we said we were Spanish and I kid you not, he turned his head around and stopped talking to us and started talking to someone else. Wow. Uh, and I was That's like, rude. Oh. racist. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but like it has happened more than once. Like that's the the biggest time for me. But as much as I have very lovely Dutch friends because I have them, mm-hmm. they exist. <laughs> I've also been like I've only been treated like that by Dutch people. I don't understand. They are complicated. But, but then the- again, uh, Marie also told me that when she was trying to teach people in Spain uh, German, mm. they were like angry at her because they were blaming Merkel of all the crisis because oh. it was Germany the one uh, like setting the record straight. Uh, yeah. So it was we were following Germany's rules or so it was marketed to us in Spain. Mm. So then they were really angry. And Marie, because she was, she happened to be German, and sometimes I'm like, oh, why do we have to learn German? This is just a Merkel situation. So interesting. Like I feel, I feel like I'm this then this super ignorant person because like, who? Like, I mean, okay, people are there are racists everywhere, and like people are, mm. are, yeah. I mean, they exist, and then that that is the reference, like. I'm not going to listen to you because you're German because Merkel has been leading mm. the financial crisis in Europe and then you're like like who goes there? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh just, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know my entire country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, we're going even back in the future. Yeah. So we don't like Germans because they started the war 100 years ago. Jesus. Uh, but yeah. But on I the mean, other hand, we had a very turbulent uh, history of Germany. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I get that there's like obviously uh, uh, still left. Like the, the history affects us to this day. Quite like you can see it. It's transcendent. Like you can see it in a lot of things. But when you when it comes down to like you and me, like why would I like? You're just a person and I'm just a person and we don't decide anything yeah. about when when or where or how we're born and, and, you know. But you always need a culprit. You need someone to put the blame on. But blaming you for... for but it always Spani- happens. Like, don't like, try to understand racists. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. It's no just way. because we have this stereotype of us being lazy. And then the richer countries, they just don't want to pay for our lazy asses. Now, I... I but really disagree with this statement, obviously. But hey. but like, I mean, the, the I love the Mediterranean lifestyle. Like, mm. just general, it's just different. Yeah, I, and I felt for me like living in living in France was like the perfect compromise between the like it's still because so I grew up with a Swedish mom and a Moroccan father, right? And Swedes 
this is generalizing guys and don't take me by the word and not everyone's like this and yada 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 but like in Sweden everything works it's quite square and like mm. system mm. and you you go to work on time you're always on like all of these things and then you have Morocco that is like my I went to a wedding and my uncle was like three minutes no, three hours late to his own wedding and nobody <laughs> cared about it you know <laughs> uh, and <laughs> so and, and I'd say three hours is a bit extreme honestly like, we were, was it his wedding like he was getting married he was getting married was his bride there his bride was there yeah yeah okay the yeah. bride is <laughs> the one that's supposed <laughs> to be late who's yeah. this person no yeah but so and and then in France you have like it's like the comp- especially mm. in southern France it's like the compromise of both mm. cultures in a way for me you and I, the best <laughs> of both worlds <laughs> and I, I just uh, I just love it uh, and I I, I, mi- I really miss living in France I might go back actually yeah I've But never I've never really like when I've been to France I've always been to the north I've been to Paris and I've been to yeah I, w- I think being in the and southern parts of France is like the same as being in Spain. Yeah, I think, I think uh, northern <laughs> French people just they just want to be Germans. Yeah. And with that being said, let's listen to the song, please. <laughs> and it's called "Shut Up." All right, shut up, guys. Just shut up. By Simona, <laughs> Lee, and Beethoven. All right, here it goes. This is the show about nothing, your favorite show about nothing at all. And today, or nothing, is the Mediterranean Sea because, yes. Because why not? It's the show about everything and nothing, right? Yeah. So, and I wanted to say we forgot We forgot to, and normally we have a, a lady listening from afar. So, you know, this group, it's Max, me, Belen and Marie. Mm-hmm. And Marie is streaming in, listening to us live. So I just mm-hmm. want to make a shout out to Estonia. Shout hey, out, Estonia! Shout out, Marie. Yeah, yeah. We love you, Marie. She's by the sea drinking Prosecco, so she's okay. But <laughs> we appreciate you for listening to us. Oops. And a shout out to Max. We don't know where Max is, and he's probably not listening, but that's why we love him, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This is how he is. <laughs> we don't know where he is. <laughs> um, so now I think it would be nice to talk about uh, how does the northern European countries, how do the northern European countries look at the Mediterranean? Yeah. Because... <laughs> looking towards you. Yeah, right? no, 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 <laughs> but no. also I'm very much I'm very much a Swede in a, in a sense. So. No, but that is like, mm, there is a very, like northern Europe is just center north you know yeah, i'm the, not northern europe yeah, the east yeah. is a different okay. history we should okay. do another episode on yeah. eastern europe because yeah. interesting you know it's more um like you know these things that happen in i don't know think magaluf in mallorca where you can normally find during the summer season uh brits and germans and dutch and probably some swedes someone is raising their hand right here <laughs> yeah i just had a thought but yeah. an, an answer to <laughs> an idea on on the question an answer to the question yeah, yeah so on. you can find them at 8 p.m uh drunk uh on the street whilst locusts pass by thinking about maybe dinner soonish yeah and uh there's like i have the feeling that that's how That's a representation of how northern countries see yep. the Mediterranean countries. And like as uh, soon as you said Magaluf, I was like, but Magaluf, like there's this, yeah the song, like yeah, there's so much. Uh, like I, I was gonna say that generally you just think about the like Mediterranean countries as this is where I'm gonna have my vacation. Mm. It's cheap, I get good food, and yeah, mm. it's know. close and warm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that's. 
Oh, that does a little bit of the itches a bit mm, because mm. I really do feel like you just go there for a while. You don't worry about absolutely anything. There are entire villages where you cannot speak Spanish yeah, because <laughs> nobody's going to understand you. Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, I just, I don't know. It feels like it when, when it comes to international politics or European politics, like uh, nobody takes it seriously. I many times I, when I say I'm from Spain, people are like, "Oh, but you can stay here in Sweden," and I'm like, "Yeah, have you heard about the European Union? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Schengen Agreement? I yeah. don't need a visa. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a visa. That is so weird. Like, do you need a visa when you go on holidays to Bangalore? Yeah, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like there's uh, talking about. Uh, talking about this because you so imagining that we're always like doing vacations on in these countries and that's where we're going to relax and it's like almost like associating a non-responsibility to the Mm -hmm. countries Mm -hmm. which is like not true because people are living there and working hard and doing their things right Mm -hmm. and but for for anyone like i'm saying us or for me because i'm born in sweden but like the association becomes that if I go, uh, like, just that they're ir- everyone's irresponsible or something, mm, mm. you know? They're only, only uh, they only do tourism. Like, they, yeah. they have to tend to my needs or something. And, like, very, there. very mm, crass tourism. It's like, it's like, it's a, they, these, as we said, the, civ- the Western civilization was born around the Mediterranean. Yeah. And when you go there, you just go to your uh, hotel and you don't leave the hotel, you're, Completely. Like, their service is so good. Yeah, I mean, there's also, I mean, we can blame Spain, which is the, the one country I know, that uh, we have also based a lot of our economy on tourism. Yep. So it's kind of like we let them because this is where the money comes in. But the, normally there are a lot of interviews uh, during the high season and from like random people I go and interview the Brits. Um, they're mostly, we're mostly angry at the Brits. I don't know why. Uh, and they would go and ask like, do you think this is okay? Like um, going around uh, kicking uh, bins and puking on the floor and stuff at 8pm whilst Spanish kids run around like we and they're like yeah no I'm on holiday yeah I, I got mad at the Brits when I was in Spain. I was doing. I was in Mallorca. I, had a, I was. I did a hotel with my ex and his family, and I got so pissed because the f- all the food in in the in the hotel was like adapted to the Brits. So we had like Fish bean and chips. No, like beans and toast for breakfast. And I was like, what the fuck? I came here for Spanish yeah. food. I cannot <laughs> really tell much about Spain, but uh, when I was in Portugal. Mm. Uh, they are a bit uh, behind Spain in terms of tourism, mm-hmm. uh, so they can take less. They they are taking lessons from the like Barcelona and uh, Venice, Italy, and so on. Mm-hmm. And they really try to balance the, what what you say, like mm. to still have profits from tourism, but not to become the like yeah, not to make yeah. the same mistakes as yeah. other countries did. That's, yeah, I, that's I think Portugal is one of the best countries in the world. Like, you do not like there. I really want to go there. I've never been. Got everything yeah, it's it's perfect. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it's really true because sometimes we, we, I feel like we're not selling ourselves pro- properly, at least from Spain's side. We always say, because we like to mess with the Italians, that Italy is like Spain, but with better marketing. 
because they always look fancier than us. But and yeah, <laughs> because they market, they market themselves a bit better than we do. High fashion. Oh. Yeah, the one the one city that's not really Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. Right. Milano yeah. doesn't yeah. count. Milano also wants to be German very badly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think it's something to think about when you go to a country for holidays. Just keep in mind that the the people there are people the same as you are and it, particularly if you're a waiter in your home country just be nice be nice be nice think softly like arlo parks which yes. is what we're gonna listen to now <laughs> oh well hello we are back. This is the show about nothing, and you're listening to K103, Gothenburg Student Radio. Student Radio, Radio, Radio. Now it's time to get a little bit serious, because, yes, yes, brace yourselves. We thought it was a bit uh, in, unconsidered, to say the least, to talk so much about the Mediterranean and don't mention the humanitarian crisis yeah. that this uh, sea is known for, sadly. Uh a very big amount of people die every year in the Mediterranean trying to get to Europe from Africa and the Middle East. And uh, it seems like for the rest of the Europeans, even those countries that we've talked about, Spain, Italy, Greece, it feels, France, Mm -hmm. it feels like we're a bit distant from it because we have like a water wall that uh, keeps us away from the problem. Yeah. And, yeah, so we just wanted to bring that up, flag that up. I have some data, actually. It's a bit grim. My, I mean, my dad sent me... He's I, He sent me a video just, like, a few weeks ago with, the, um, like, people that are trying to swim over from, from Morocco to Spain, like, to get to swim. Spain. Swim, like... Like without the boat, just swim. Like they, they're they're on a boat, but then okay. when you get there, you like the boat can't dock, so you have to, mm. um, like they they have to swim quite far to actually get onto the water, mm. and then they, um, like they don't make it, or but they, I know that the Spanish Coast Guard, in this case, like s- helps and picks up a lot of mm. people that are almost dying in the water because yeah, they, it's freezing and and like people would would cross with babies and stuff like mm-hmm. it's insane there is a, a non-profit organization an ong called proactiva open arms mm. and they do um sea rescue yeah like they have their main uh, office quote-unquote is in lesbos in the isle of lesbos in greece mm. but apart from that they have a, a ship that they they sail through the whole Mediterranean and they pick up people that have fall, either fallen off boats or that are trying to swim to yeah. get to the coast. Mm. And this is based on a sea law that says that everyone that passes by with a ship uh, has to save people that are in peril around them. Oh, really? So this is like a law. You always have to help people if you're but sailing by them and wh- they are like in the water. It's a what kind of sea law? Like, is it just like if you're any type of sailor? Like, if mm-hmm. is it more like common practice within yep. sailors, or is it like an actual I law? I think. Uh, I mean, I just read through their website a bit quickly. Mm. 
But I think it might be just an actual law. Like it's the same as if if you are uh, driving and you see a car crash yeah. and you're the first one there. Yeah. You're obliged by law to call the yeah. Like you have so, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they use this kind of law to like go around with their ship and they pick people up and they help them get to the shore. Mm. And there was actually there was a very big um, case not that long ago in uh, the consisted in that Italy did not want to let ships that yeah. were coming from Africa to land in their harbors land you you don't say land but dock don't. dock thank you so much because <laughs> I've been like thinking about this word the whole day yeah um so then the this this uh, organization helped them a lot by mm, bringing food and water to the ship and mm, like just cruising around Mm. Because until they opened up a harbor for the people. Yeah. So this is what Europe is doing with the sea. Only bringing in the good things and letting people die. I mean, I guess I understand why we, we like distance ourselves from it. Because like just hearing the smallest portion of whatever what go, what goes on, on in the Mediterranean Sea makes you feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like I had when I... Um, so th- of course this is values and me judging and stuff but I remember as a kid someone came uh, to school from a war zone like a photographer and he had a he had a um uh, like he talked about his experience and I was uh, in ninth grade so how old am I 13 maybe 14 15 15 maybe I don't know and I started crying like a baby like I was crying so much because I felt so privileged mm-hmm. um and then a similar thing happened the first time I went to... So my dad is born in Morocco, but he moved... When he was in his, like, late teens, he moved around a bit, and he went He went to Spain, actually, mm-hmm. and tried to establish there, but then he went further and further north, and he ended up in Sweden illegally. But, like, he he lives here now, and he has a citizenship and works and everything. But, um, but um, so I'm the first... Well, he was the first one to come, and I'm the first, like, generation that's first born. Generation, yeah. yeah. And we traveled, we went to Morocco to where he was actually born, which is like, he's from the desert. Uh, and there, I, I, t- I might have mentioned this before, but it's like, they, they're they like stone sand houses, just a few. And they, they made an artificial pond and they're, they have like, I know, goats that they eat and make a little bit of vegetables. Of course, there is like money and the village use like they share some cars to go into the city um, to be able to buy stuff. But just like... Coming there, I started crying again because I was mm. like, oh, my God, like, how can I how can I be born in such a privileged country? And then my father is not, you know, yep. which and, and it just makes me think of everyone who's who has parents that have like experienced war and traveled like mm. traveled and been ref- like li- going through so much stuff. Mm. I don't know. I don't even think I have a point, but it yep. just like affects you so much. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, and it really I think to to link it back to what's going on right now with the refugees go, uh, escaping Ukraine. from the war in Ukraine, yeah. uh, it really makes you think because it feels like the the whole of Europe is acting really quickly into like welcoming them in, and there are governments that are saying they will get their citizenship so quick or like I don't know exact numbers, but I know that the Spanish government is like speeding up yeah. these uh, sort of bureaucracy. Um, things that you do yeah 
paperwork. But, as I said, Schengen has freed me from having to get a visa, so mm. I don't really think about these things. Mm. But yeah, and there are people that have lived in Spain for 15 years working, paying taxes, coming from both South America and North Africa mostly, uh, that still haven't managed to get the citizenship. Yeah. That mm. they have like a working visa or so. Uh, I can get the. A per, like from perspective of Poland that just hosted I don't know like 1.5 approaching 2 million we there's still like refugees got a free public transport ticket and there's still people that say like oh my god all for help but no for privileges like Jesus they, they just lost everything and they you say that they're privileged because they have a free they bus can take tickets. the bus. <laughs> oh my god, that's just. You need to sort out your priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so I think that because there was one uh, immigrant crisis at the uh, just like half a year ago mm. when there was uh, uh, refugees from uh, Afghanistan mm-hmm. or Syria, this region, coming to uh, Poland from Belarus. And mm-hmm. then, like, we were, everybody was just like, no, no, we don't let them in. And, but then, and everybody was very afraid of the, like, immigrant is now, they're probably gonna come here and kill us all and whatever. It, uh, Poland is led by a nationalist party now, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, oh, there's also, like, uh, in, like, regular people that, um, I know a lot of people that are afraid. Mm. of Muslim because that's just like a totally different culture, totally different religion. They just don't understand them. Mm. And then when Ukraine um, got hit by a war, then everybody's uh, very helpful. They're welcoming people yeah. uh, into their homes. But I think that's also because they consider them as uh, the same. Yeah. Like yeah, Even yeah. though the religion is different because they're mostly Orthodox, mm. Mm. They're still like kind of like uh, yeah, Slavic I mean, brothers we, 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 and we so on. We value, uh, yeah, of course, different like people. Yeah. Ugh, fuck it, being an Arab, I, I always tend to to <laughs> defend and and go to into conversation like arguments about uh, about this like this subject because well, I am Arab. I'm not a practicing mu- Muslim, but I, I know a lot about it, about how it can be to be a practicing mu- Muslim. And I went to, I was actually in a Muslim school when I was younger. Um, and this just, just, just pisses me off, sort of, that you're like someone who's in need, just a human who's in need. Yeah. And then you're like, I mean, you look this way, you're like you're a bit too, be- you're, you have too much of a beard and, and you're believing, uh, like you, you pray five times a day and you look white and you don't pray to five times a day, then you're better. You know, like, it's, yeah, it's just so insane. If you pray five times a day, you might as well drown in the Mediterranean. Yeah, right. But if you don't and you're blonde and orthodox and your eyes are blue, mm. please welcome. I mean, you're, <laughs> me you don't need to pig, Jesus. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what know. are you going to eat here if you don't eat pig? That is an actual question that uh, people might pose in Spain because, like, we take a pig and we eat everything but you know, I had problems when I went to Poland actually because uh, I was in Poland and we were at this hotel and they were they had so many so much trouble because all the dishes were like pork based sorry and yeah and all the dishes were pork based and I was a vegetarian and it was like oh and <laughs> was really also hard. when you go for uh, when you ask for a vegetarian food mm. they may give you fish 
No, yeah, they, <laughs> because they obviously me, they give me pancakes every day. Like I got pancakes <laughs> every day. <laughs> Doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Okay, well. we are as usual running out of time because we talk too much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a blah blah show. It's remember? a blah blah show. Uh, so we just want to leave you with the tip of the day: wear yeah. sunblock when yes. you go to the beach. For the love of God, <laughs> we yeah. call you shrimp and crab. When you come to Spain and you don't wear sunblock and you're completely red and you look like <laughs> idiots and you even have the sock mark because you wear socks with sandals, which is very frowned upon in Spain. Yeah. But yeah. Remind me to share a story next time about uh, not wearing sunblock. Yeah. All right, gang. Thank you. Thank you, Dominique, as well, for yeah, being thank here. You, Dominique. Thanks, Belen. Thank you, Paul. Uh, and thanks, Marie, from afar. I will hear you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. This was us with the Showbot Nothing, your favorite podcast.